because I know what's on this paper that's been written on here for a while. Um, I am anticipating for the Lord to do something this morning. Um, we're going to go on a bit of a journey this morning, and I believe that the Lord is leading us somewhere in this Frequency series. And today I believe He's calling us to an authentic evaluation of what voice are we agreeing with. All right, Kid City, I know you're in the room. Y'all are the best. Um, can you learn God's Word just like your parents? Amen. Okay, I'm going to need you to yell really loud today if I say yell, okay? Got it? Um, Russ, do you have a slide up there for me, for my Kid City kids? Okay, are you ready? Can you do it? Are you ready? Here we go. I can learn God's Word. I can learn God's Word. I can learn God's Word. Very good. You can learn God's Word. And if you have your Bible, Kid City, in this room, remind me next week, and you can still put something in the Bible jar. Okay? Not going to make you lose that just because we're in here today. There's going to be a lot of Bible reading, so follow along with me. And again, we are going somewhere, and it's going to be good. So we're going to start in Matthew 27. Is there something I need to do here? 27, 62 through 66. Are you ready? All right. The next day, which followed the preparation day, the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that while the deceiver was still alive, he said... Now they're talking about Jesus because they didn't believe he was the Messiah. While the deceiver was still alive, he said, After three days I will rise again. So give orders that the two may be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal him and tell the people, He has raised from the dead. And the last deception will be worse than the first. Take guards, Pilate told them. Go and make it as secure as you know how. They went and secured the tomb by setting a seal on the stone and placing guards. So the guards had remembered that they had heard that Jesus had said while he was alive that he was going to raise again in three days. And they made a plan to seal up that tomb tightly. They put a big stone in front of it and then they put a seal on it which basically meant if someone touched that stone they would be punished by death. And then they had the guards there to watch the tomb to protect it so that it physically couldn't be moved. Um, we're going to talk about Matthew 28 for a second because this is why we celebrated last week. It was Easter, right? And there was a violent earthquake. The angel came down. He moved the stone. And basically the guards almost passed out because they were like, ah! right? Wouldn't you almost pass out if there was an angel that appeared? Okay. And so the angel told the ladies who were there, he's not here. He has risen just as he said. He's going to Galilee and will meet you there. Go tell the disciples. Jesus died and then he rose. It's good, y'all. He died and then he rose. We're going to pick up reading in Matthew 28, 8 through 10. <clears throat> So departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, they ran to tell the disciples the news. Just then, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. 
They came up, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus told them, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Jesus had risen from the dead. He was alive. He was in the flesh. He was totally alive, not dead, and he wasn't in that tomb any longer. He wasn't there. The angel had told the ladies the tomb was empty, and they believed. Everybody say, I believe. Then Jesus appears to the ladies and he met them as they were going, as they were literally walking out their faith. Am I good? Hallelujah. We'll see how this goes. All right. (laughs) So, as they were literally walking out their faith to tell the disciples, These women had an undeniable confirmation that truth was no longer dead. Right? All right, Kid City, question. Is everything in the Bible true? Did everything in the Bible actually happen? 100%. Good job. Jesus took the punishment and endured the pain of our sins. He died and then he rose back to life. He defeated death, hell, and the grave for us to be forgiven from that shame Johnny was talking about, to be saved, healed, and delivered so that we can come boldly before the throne of grace and have a relationship with God the Father. Everybody say, I believe. I believe. Amen. All right, we're going to keep reading. Matthew 28, 11 through 15. As they were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. After the priest had assembled with the elders and agreed on a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money and told them, say this, The disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were sleeping. If it reaches the governor's ears, we will deal with him and keep you out of trouble. They took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been spread among Jewish people to this day. The enemy always has a plan. He always has a scheme to tell you why truth is wrong. The enemy's voice will make you question truth. And if you choose to listen long enough, the lies that the enemy tells you, you will think that truth is no longer real. In this last passage that we just read, the truth is Jesus is no longer in that tomb. He is alive, and at that moment, he's walking around and talking to a lot of people. That's the truth. The lie is, Jesus is no longer in that tomb, and the disciples have done something with his body. You see, the lie is very similar, but different, and totally wrong. It's totally wrong. If you weren't one of the people that Jesus physically revealed himself to, you might believe the lie that the enemy was telling everybody. You could easily think, I know he said he was going to rise in three days, 
But that doesn't make any sense to my natural brain. I can't understand that. And his disciples could be trying to make it look like he rose. And so really, that's the easier thing to believe. That makes more sense to my brain. I can comprehend that a little better. The thing is that God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, had already spoken to the prophets in the Old Testament. He had already told them that the resurrection of the Savior was going to happen hundreds of years before it actually did. And these people had heard that truth. They had heard that truth. And a lot of them knew the prophets had said that he was going to rise, that the Savior, the Messiah, was going to rise. And they still believed the lie that the enemy was telling them. They still believed it. The enemy comes with one thing in his mind, to steal, kill, and destroy you, your life, your family. And the moment you compromise on truth, I'm not talking about my opinion versus your opinion. I'm talking about the truth of God's word, the truth of what he says. We will listen to the lies when we compromise and start to make the lies a reality. And we will partner with the enemy. And we might not even realize it. We might not even know, oh gosh, I have partnered with a lie. If we aren't daily listening and looking for truth, the only absolute truth that there is, is what God says. So if we aren't every day looking for that, we will fall into the trap of believing the scheme, and the voice of the enemy. So where does all of this take us in this frequency series that we're in? You're like, Bridget, wow, that got deep really fast. I thought we were jumping all day. Okay, here we go. <laughs> in the frequency series, we're going to tie this together a little bit. There is a small change in the frequency that you pick up on, but the content is very, very different. You see my little slide up there? These are some examples. <clears throat> the radio stations that we listen to, one minute we can be on Christian music, and within just like one little touch of that dial, we're tuned into something different. It's probably rap music or something that's saying something that's totally perverted and blatantly against truth. Blatantly. The TV. We could be on the cooking channel trying to figure out what we're going to have for dinner or something that's teaching us something. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, one button down, we're on some adult channel, and we're like, "Woo, baby. And you might have stayed just a little bit too long because the frequency was off just a little bit. Websites. I don't need to describe that one, do I? <laughs> There's so much valuable information on the Internet, right? There really is a lot of valuable information. But one letter change in your Google search, and whoa, baby. <laughs> You could be on a page that's full of total lies and temptation. I'm talking like the smallest little change, if you're not dialed in to the right thing, will lead you down a very wrong path. You get the point. What we're tuned into matters. It matters. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. To increase our faith... And to hear God rightly. 
we must always be making sure that our lives are picking up on the frequency of truth and not the false frequency that denies truth. If you're going in between stations, right, there's going to be static. Y'all, it's in here. It's typed out. Russ has it. He's had it since this morning. There's going to be static. (laughs) The static will look like and sound like confusion, aggravation, stress, worry, no peace, constantly searching to make it stop. Johnny and Karina. I mean, she listened to the Lord. That was a word. That was such good confirmation. Johnny, oh my goodness. I mean, the Lord. The Lord is speaking today, and he is trying to call us back into alignment with truth and call out the static that's in our lives and the things that are making us deviate from what God says and what the world says or what the schemes of the enemy are in your life, whatever that might be. We must hear truth. We must know the voice of God and see him rightly. The way God speaks to you is probably different than the way God speaks to me. (laughs) But we should respond the same. We should respond to truth with faith, full of faith, believing that what God says is true and our actions should reflect Simple obedience. We should respond with faith to what God says. We're going to pick back up in Matthew. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The disciples traveled to Galilee because they knew truth. They were following truth. And they knew what he had said And they believed, so their actions were full of faith. Their actions were full of faith. Some of them still had questions. It's okay to have questions, to not understand everything fully. They didn't understand all the things, again, with their physical minds. But they were still following truth. Before he went to heaven, Jesus commissioned them. He had already taught them all about the kingdom of God, and he believed that they had faith to find the frequency of truth and release the kingdom of God to the people around them. So where does this leave us today? Again, we need to do an authentic evaluation of what voice are we agreeing with and we may need to repent for partnering with any lies that the enemy has tricked us with and we may need to intentionally tune in to the frequency of truth 
so that we can release a sound that comes straight from heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When the frequency of heaven invades earth, there is a reaction. There is a movement. Things are changed instantly, instantly. And we need to also remember, so that we're not tricked into believing the lies, that everything God has created, the enemy has perverted and twisted and manipulated because his number one goal is to destroy us. He will entertain you with every worldly pleasure and every demonic sound to drown out the voice of the Lord and the frequency of truth that defeats him and his lies. The enemy is sneaky. He had a plan to cover up the truth that Jesus rose. He has a plan to stop you from believing truth. So practically speaking, a few examples, and there are many. These are just the ones that I thought of. And to be honest, through my life, I have failed at all of these. So I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying this to us. But God is so faithful to teach us if we let him. We have to let him. We have to listen. We have to obey. We have to step out in faith, even if it doesn't make sense. So practically speaking, if God says to shout a shout of victory, and we're at home shouting at our spouse or our kids, we aren't winning the battle that we're struggling with. If God says to dance, and we're doing the latest hip-hop dance in the club, Your breakthrough isn't coming quickly. If God says to sing and you're too embarrassed or too cool to worship or to praise, chains aren't coming off and the people around you aren't being saved. It's not always about us. If God says to raise your hands and you're like, surely you don't mean in church. Surely that's not what you're talking to me about. And then you go to the sports game or your kid's soccer game and you're yelling and jumping and acting like a fool and raising your hands because I promise hands go up at those games, don't they? (laughs) They do. Victory is not going to be yours. If God says read your Bible and you choose to read or watch what unholy trash comes your way, peace is not going to rest in your hearts, in your minds, or in your homes. It's not. If God says to meet me in Galilee and we decide to stay where we are and listen to the voice of the enemies, we won't be commissioned and sent and living our lives to the fullest potential. Y'all, you see where I'm going with this. A faith-filled action will produce a physical outcome and a spiritual breakthrough it will we've heard all lot of examples through this frequency series walk and shout and the Jericho walls will come down sing and praise and the chains will come off break the jar blow the trumpet shout out loud and the enemies will be confused and then defeated 
speak to those dead bones and life returns. In that text, those bones represented people. They were spiritually dead. And we need to use our words to call people back to life. Out of these very few examples, these people tuned in to the frequency of truth, the voice of God, and then they used their faith to do it, to do it, and walk it out, and speak it out boldly, even if it didn't make sense in the natural. It made no sense. All the ones I just listed. Anyway. All right, Pastor Paul, can you come up? This is going to be short today. <laughs> the band's going to come up in a minute, but Pastor Paul's, Paul's going to start us. So tuning in, hearing the voice of the Lord will look differently for everybody. It will. We're created in God's image, and he is not one way, right? <laughs> so he will speak to us differently. We may need to lean in. Now, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. We may need to lean in and hear God in the secret place where it's quiet and where we may, or we may need to be still and listen to the voice of truth before we know what he wants us to do. We may need to get alone and just be with the author and the perfecter of our faith because it's full um, before we take our next step. But let me make this observation from Scripture. Many times in the Bible, the frequency, the sound that actually defeats the enemy, that actually defeats the lies and destroys the enemy and breaks off the heavy chains and rolls the stones away is the obedience that is loud and released because it's full of faith in what God said. Did you catch that? You hear the voice of the Lord, the voice of truth, in the quiet, secret place. And you release the sound of victory loudly. And sometimes he will call you to release the sound of victory before your natural eyes see it broken off. The roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah is resounding in the earth and it is reaching a generation who needs the truth of God's word with an authentic encounter with the risen king my prayer today is that we at the gathering will be a people who know and value and trust truth above all else we will listen first and then we will obey quickly, even if it seems foolish, because it's full of faith and established in the truth of God's word. So when God says, take your shoes off and preach, and you argue with him through the first song, <laughs> you finally take your shoes off and preach. Why? I don't know. I have no idea. 
no idea, but I know that my heart is to hear the voice of the Lord and to obey Him so someone finds freedom. If you want to know what everyday life looks like when you're tuned in to the frequency of truth, I will challenge you to go read the book of Acts. It is filled with power of the Holy Spirit, repentance, salvation, healings, deliverance, encounters, and radical faith that's lived out through simple obedience. Hear what God says and then do it, even if it doesn't make sense. Y'all. So God, let us be a people who hear you clearly and who daily live out our faith boldly so that the lost and the hurting and the discouraged and those living in darkness may know you and see you and experience your goodness. You died to save us and you rose to heal us. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Can everybody stand, please? As we start to close, we're going to take a few minutes and ask the Lord to reveal and remove the lies that are hindering breakthrough in our lives and then respond to Him however He tells you. The static today illustration and the words that came to Karina, <laughs> the loud noise that happened in that transition, God is speaking to that. He is speaking to that today. And he says, son, daughter, tune in to me. Tune in to me and listen. I have good plans for you. I died to take away your shame. Lean into the Lord and let Him speak to you. And then when He tells you to do something or to come out of agreement with something, or if He tells you or reveals to you a lie that you've been believing, partnering with, repent. Repent is not a bad word. We act like it is. It's not. God is good. Do you trust him or not? If you do, repent. <laughs> He's already taken the punishment. Repent and ask him to restore your life and to restore truth. So Jesus, we just take these next few minutes. We give them to you, God. way Jesus have your way Jesus heal us God restore us Jesus remove the static father remove the static your arm is not too short to reach and God when we're reaching out to you you touch us you meet us speak Lord Jesus we are listening and we will respond with bold faith.
we will respond to you because your word is absolute above all else. And it is true. Thank you, Jesus.